Parevces, and welcome to Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. I'm Osped David Medzorian of Aradat Lodge Number 1 in Boston. Well, we're now leaving July and heading into August, several months now since the shutdowns, closures, cancellations, and safety guidelines brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic began affecting all our lives. A lot has changed, and as to when things will get back to normal or become the new normal, that's still anybody's guess. Thank you all for your response following our last Talking Vartan podcast, which included our conversation with Father Aram Mirzorian in Bert on the situation in Armenia's Tavush province. My thanks again to Father Aram, to our Grand Commander Stephen Adams, and especially to our liaison Koharpalian for her translation and participation. Today on our 18th podcast, there'll be no guests joining us from California, New York, or Armenia, although I won't be hosting this podcast alone. And a bit later in this abbreviated episode, we're going to lighten things up a bit and even have a little music for you. But first, I'd like to have you meet my son Alexander, who I'm hoping one day will become a fourth generation member in this family of Ararat Lodge. He's a graduate of Connecticut College, class of 2019, and a 2020 graduate of Boston University, receiving his master's this year from the Questrom School of Business. First of all, buddy, thanks for helping out. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking. My dad and I hope that despite all the restrictions and limitations on travel due to COVID-19, that you and your loved ones are still having an enjoyable and relaxing summer. It's a time to stay closer to home for sure, but that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy ourselves and even have some new and rewarding experiences, both indoors and of course, outside. No matter where you live, whether it be out in the country, the suburbs, or the heart of one of our big cities, I can guarantee that there are fascinating and even exciting things about your community that you may know nothing about. What better time then to learn and explore? Go online and find out about your community's history and then go and see it for yourself. Take a walking tour of your town or a drive if your town is in fact a large city or maybe just see a part of it. Always maintaining social distancing and always with your mask. Your community's historical society and local libraries, even online, are great places to start. They certainly are. Here's a question. How many of you are art lovers like me? I could look at paintings, sculptures, photographs, ancient artifacts, you name it, all day, and I'd never get tired of it. I'm very lucky, too, in that Boston has an incredible museum of fine arts, but of course... As are many such institutions around the world, it's been closed for the last few months. Many art lovers say they're going through a sort of withdrawal at not being able to visit their favorite museums. But you can still see and learn about the world's greatest art treasures, even if you can't see them up close and personal. Scores of museums and institutions around the world are offering online virtual exhibitions, which not only let you see the artwork in whatever form it may be, but also learn more about it. Some of you may know who Rick Steves is. He is a television program host on PBS. He hosts a show about European travel, but he is best known for his best-selling travel books, and he's an art lover like me. And one thing that he believes is that if you don't appreciate art, or you don't like it, or have any interest in it, it means you don't know enough about it. And I think he's absolutely right. Understanding art is the best way to appreciate it. It's one thing, for example, to look at a painting. You may or may not like the colors used, or perhaps the painting just doesn't make any sense. But look at that same painting 
knowing who the artist is and what or who inspired them to paint the picture and when. It's a whole new experience. Absolutely true. Just one example of a virtual exhibition is the one offered by the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C. In fact, they're offering three such exhibitions. They include the works of both Degas and Raphael, as well as an exhibition featuring open-air painting. Most online exhibitions also include articles, video lectures, and audio tours. Most museums also showcase online highlights from their permanent collections. So plenty to see and plenty to learn for everyone. Now, when it comes to Armenian resources, one of the largest and one of the best online destinations is Nasser.org. Nasser, standing for the National Association for Armenian Studies and Research. Nasser just dedicated its brand new headquarters in Belmont, Massachusetts last fall, an event my grandfather, former Commander Jack Mazorian, was proud to be a part of. Recently, Dad spoke with his brother Knight from Ararat Lodge, former treasurer Jiraid Balayan, who also serves on Nasser's board of directors. He told Dad that even though the doors of Nasser may be temporarily closed due to COVID-19, its online doors are always open and only a click away. Nasser, we're having uh, online resources for during this COVID-19. Uh, the events we used to host in the building, we're currently hosting it online. We hosted several uh, events and we're hosting several in the coming months. Well, couple of them were the uh, Armenian flare-up at the Armenian-Azeri border in Tavush. We hosted that in July 23rd, and we also June 23rd, we hosted a panel for racial injustice and responsibility. And both of those events and all the other events are available online at nasser.org and also at our YouTube channel, which has events uh, for the last 10 years. Let me just say, too, that I saw both of these last two events that you were talking about, the June and July events, the one with regard to racial injustice, and then certainly the panel discussion with regards to the events in the Tavush province uh, over the last several weeks. Both of them were outstanding. You had really terrific panelists and uh, covered a lot of ground in a relatively short period of time. So, you know, congratulations to Nasser for that. And you've got other events coming up as well. So please talk about that. Yes, and so uh, in the next uh, several weeks, we have uh, at July 30th, the cultural destruction, cultural memory, the heritage of the Khachkars of uh, Jafra. We also have August 6th, treasures of the early Christian nation. And August 22, we have transition tremors, Armenia two years after the Velvet Revolution. Now, we have covered the Velvet Revolution several times during the revolution, a year after, and we have several great panelists. The moderator is Yuri Leveredian, and uh, featuring also Anna Hanyan Aspet Kachidian. We also have August 23rd, Stefan Igrig, or Ataturk in the Nazi Imagination and Justification of Genocide, Germany and the Armenians, from Bismarck to Hitler. Now, all of those events, you can sign up for it at nasser.org. 
and uh, they're free. They're always free for the Zoom live uh, broadcast. And we also, afterwards, you can watch it on our YouTube channel or by going to our website and uh, under our events folder. We also have the Mardigian Library and the Library Treasures available online in our website. So Edward and Helen Mardigian Library is one of the treasures that the Armenian community in general in the U.S. has, and it's a very unique for us to have, and Nasser has several of the treasures online. So that's available also for anybody, and that's, again, without any sign-up or any uh, fee or any membership. Can you give an example of, of one or two of those treasures? What would people see in the Mardikian Library? And is it something that, uh, that a lot of people know about? For example, there is several books, several collectibles, significant amount of historical textbooks, grammar books. There is a lot of uh, art history. There is a lot of cultural. There is book stamps. There is over 30,000 books that are available. Some of them are available. Most of them are available online. Maps, significant amount of maps, and music also. Now, of course, one of the things that Nasser is very well known for is its outstanding bookstore. And one might think the headquarters is closed, so we don't have access to the books, but oh, contraire, they do, don't they? Yes, uh, the bookstore is online, and you can. we're still operating the bookstore online, so if you order the books, it will be mailed to you the same way uh, as before, nasser.org, and going to our bookstore under our bookstore tab, and there is new arrivals, there is historical books, there is uh, rare books, there is a lot of maps and a lot of items that people can buy from our bookstores or order. Because there's so much great stuff out there that that people don't know about, not just with Nasser, but, you know, all over the place. I mean, tell me how many people have actually gone to the Knights, to KOFV.org, KnightsOfArton.org, and actually gone through some of that stuff that's in there, the documents, the history, the books, the hundreds of photographs that are there. Most people have not seen them. And I think them. this pandemic is going to change people's perspe- perspective on that. I think a lot more people are going to try to get a lot informative things online. I and agree. Informative is the key because there is a lot of things online that are not informative. So no, that's I think true. Nasser, to be honest, Nasser has a great challenge, but it's an opportunity to kind of with the new building and everything. But we were thinking about this five, six years ago how to get the younger people interested in what we do and how to get the online technology aspect of it. And it happens that, sadly, because of COVID, but people are getting used to sitting home and participating in Zoom you know, events and Zoom meetings. But at least this way, they can indulge themselves in something that is both educational, historical, cultural. Yeah, and I think in the future, it's going to be part of everything. Even if you hold a physical meeting, there's no reason why you can't have a Zoom thing going on the side and take a couple of questions or whatever. And people who are in California and other places that day can participate also. Well, Jidai, thank you so very much for taking a few minutes to talk about uh, the great resources uh, that are available through Nasser and, and of course, accessible through Nasser.org. And, uh, boy, I miss seeing you with the meetings. I miss seeing all of our brothers, as I'm sure you do, uh, at our monthly meetings. And, 
And uh, normally uh, we would be having sort of a summer get-together and and getting ready for the year ahead. But uh, I know we're still going to be meeting online, and and I think I'll be seeing you on screen before too long because you'll be attending the virtual convocation along with uh, so many of us from around the country, and I'm looking forward to that. Yes, David, me too. In a couple of weeks, we'll be having our first, I believe, virtual convocation, uh, but the 100-year organization is developing, so... I'm looking forward to that. As am I. Judai, thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you, David. All right, and as we say in the news business, back to you, Alexander. Thanks, Dad. Speaking of history, the Knights and Daughters of Barton have a rich and multifaceted history spanning more than a century. Luckily, for all of you, there are lots of ways to learn more about who the Knights and Daughters are and how and why they came to be. The best place to start is the website. KOFV.org. There, you can learn all about the Knights and Daughters of Barton and how their founders were inspired by a man who lived and died 15 centuries ago. Isn't that extraordinary? The website is also the resource for information regarding our leadership as well as our launches in Otyags around the country. Everything from who's who on the Avak Tivan and Avak Horut to the projects that our lodges and otiargs are involved in. You can read and download past issues as well as the current issue of our digital and print publication, Avaride. Another great resource is the Centennial Commemorative Yearbook published by the Knights of Vartan and introduced at our Grand Convocation in Las Vegas in 2019. It's a treasure trove of anything and everything Knights and Daughters, beginning with the formation of our organization in 1916, which is chronicled in great detail, to the scores of humanitarian projects the Knights and Daughters have been involved with, and that just barely scratches the surface. The books have been distributed, and I hope you received yours. If you're interested in obtaining additional copies, and they'd make a great gift for any knight or daughter, please check with your spot a bit. Of course, all the latest information about the Knights and Daughters of Barton is only a click away, thanks not only to the website, but also to the many fine social media resources, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All Knights and Daughters of Barton Media is managed by our communications liaison in Armenia, Kohar Palian. Speaking of social media, you no doubt noticed last month on your Knights and Daughters of Barton Facebook page all of the great archival photographs of past Grand Convocations that your liaison had published. Well, if you, your lodge, or Otyag have any archival photos, programs, or other printed material of Knights and Daughters events, including Grand Convocations, please let your liaison know about them as she's now expanding the digital archives of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan. You can reach Kohar if you have any questions, and you can submit digital material, all at knightsofvartan at gmail.com. I seem to recall taking one or two of those photographs myself. Boy, was that a lot of fun. Finally, before our finale, as I'll call it, a question. Are you registered to vote? Believe it or not, we have a presidential election in just over three months, along with scores of Senate and House races. Many states will also be electing governors and lieutenant governors. There are races for state representative, state senator, local mayoral contests, city and town council, school committee, and many other important elections, perhaps even in your own community. There are also important ballot questions on a wide range of issues. As Knights and Daughters of Vartan, we're known for our community involvement, and not just the Armenian community. We try to set an example in our own communities. 
And one very important way to do that is to vote. It's very simple. If you're a citizen, you'll be 18 on election day and in good standing, but not registered, just log on to USA.gov, USA.gov, and go to the voting and elections pull-down menu at the top of the screen. There, you will find out exactly how to register to vote in your home state. In fact, the link to your state or Commonwealth's voter registration page is on the same page. You can also download the National Mail Voter Registration Form right there and fill it out online. Couldn't be any easier and it only takes a few minutes. Voter registration deadlines for the September primary elections are only a few weeks away, so make sure you are registered to vote today. And if you are registered, please make sure to cast your ballot on election day, whether by mail or in person. Every vote counts. I can't echo those words any stronger. Please make sure to register, and then please make sure to vote. Now you're registered, aren't you? I am indeed. And so am I. Okay, I think we're about to wrap things up for this Talking Barton podcast. Well, Alexander, thanks so much for being a part of it. This was our our first podcast together. How cool is that? I, I really had a lot of fun, buddy. I did too. Thanks for asking. So, shall we make this a new tradition? Talking Vartan, hosted by David and Alexander Medzorian. No, you know, that, that's, that's okay. I think you've got it together without me on your back getting all the accolades. Are you sure? I mean, that's uh, pretty nice of you, but if you would like to, no, you know, take No, no, po- no, no, really. I'm, I'm happy to let you handle this one. Besides, we're not done yet today. We still have one more thing to do. That's right, we do. But first, I need to let you, our listener, know that our next Talking Vartan podcast will be coming up just a few weeks from now. We'll have a recap of our two online convocations this summer. The Daughters of Vartan held their virtual gathering and business meeting in late July, while the Knights of Vartan prepare for theirs during the second week of August. We'll let you know how they both went in episode 19 of Talking Vartan. As always, check the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page for late information and great photos. You'll also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Did you know that the Knights and Daughters are all over social media? I, I had no idea. I knew the Knights and Daughters were on Facebook. I'll have to check out the other platforms. And of course, all of our media platforms are managed and maintained by our terrific liaison in Armenia, Kohar Balian. Kohar, thanks again for all your help with our last podcast, translating the words of Dear Aram and for your great questions. You are the best. I'll say so for sure. Way to go, Kohar. I mean, she even made you sound good. I mean, anyone that can do that, they're good at their job. Are you done? For now, I am. Okay. Well, I have been a lover of Armenian music my entire life. Yes, Alexander, there was life before the Beatles. I would never have known. No, you wouldn't have, would you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, since I was a little boy, there had always been Armenian music on the record player, and you wouldn't remember record players either, but they were pretty cool until the record started to scratch. But it wasn't just the contemporary music of the day that I heard. My maternal grandfather, your great-grandfather, Avedis, had a vast collection of old records, and many of them were 78s because they played at 78 RPMs, which was the fastest speed on the record player. I loved those old songs. I didn't understand the words, but I loved the music. So, when I was only nine, and knowing this, my mother dragged me to the Yerevan Choral Society of Greater Boston. It was a singing group that she already belonged to, and... I ended up singing there for 25 years. I fell in love with the group. 
and with its director and conductor, Father Oshagan Minasya. He came to be one of my dearest friends and he was the man who introduced me to choral music. Not just the music of the Armenian church, but classical music as well. I was singing Vivaldi's Four Seasons, Handel's Messiah, and so much more before my voice even changed. Plus, the works of Armenian composers, from Gomidas to Alan Hovanes, and many, many more. One of the songs that we performed many times in the Yerevan Choral Society, and that I love to this day, is a song called Zepuri Naman, meaning like a breeze. I think I'll let that be our parting music this time. Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast is the exclusive property of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan and Osped David Medzorian. That would be you. Uh, indeed it would. Any use of this program without the expressed written permission of both parties is prohibited. It was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who said, everybody can be great because everybody can serve. Thank you for your service to the Knights and Daughters of Vartan. Alexander, would you grab a doom bag and help me out? Sure thing. Let's do it.
Thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed our program today. I'm Osped David Medzorian of Aradat Lodge Number 1 here in Boston. And I'm Alexander Medzorian. Shnodagalem, Sireli Paregamner.